That's fucking stupid. I'm so sorry. Wow, uh, daylight saving time sucks shit. Yeah, Why daylight so saving is fucking bad. Fucking sunsets at five. Who wants hey, that Hey, you know, you know about seasonal effect disorder? Yeah, what if we made it worse? <laughs> Fuck you. Sounds about this right. This sucks. Hey, it's this nice sucks. that like, like I wake up at six and I walk my little doggy. <laughs> um, and it's nice that I have Do a little bit of like. You wake up in the like, morning feeling like P Diddy. I wake up in the morning feeling like Kesha. And, and I then I step little, outside, boy. and I take a deep breath, and I get real high, and I scream from the top of my lungs, what's going on? Gundam style and welcome to Wow Cool Robot. I'm Julia. I'm back. I was not here. I was very sleepy. I will be your co-host for yet another episode, and I use she and her pronouns. Uh, I'll take the the second jab here. I'm Jared or Jay, and I use he and them pronouns. And I'm Max. This podcast is my brainchild, my baby, <laughs> and I use he and him pronouns. Fantastic. Um, Gundam is good. It's Amen. saying some stuff. It's doing some things. Uh, this show is bonkers. I will say, uh, for lack of a better term, and there certainly is a better term, th- this is like the first episode we watched. Uh, you can tell like when something really exciting happens in this show by like the percentage of my notes that are in all caps. Yeah. No. <laughs> and the end of this first episode was a certified poggers moment because I was like losing my shit. It was this good. <laughs> was easily the best episode of the batch, I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean one of these three episodes. was the worst of the batch. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. There was only two. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I have a really funny idea of what I'm gonna do when we get to the third one. Good. Um, All right. But oh before we before we get in, I want to give a shout out. To my wonderful girlfriend, Katie, who did get into grad school today. Hell yeah. Katie. Let's go. I, 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 I like went to uh, the grocery store on my lunch break to get food for tonight. And I like walk inside and I see Jimmy, who's you know excited to see me. And I look over at Katie. She's like kind of sitting on this couch, just kind of like zoned out. And I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, did you check your texts? And I look at my text and she says, the text is, I got in. Very exciting stuff. Oh my God. So, yes. Yeah, Absolutely. that rules. Shout out, Katie. Uh, the love of my life. We love to see it. That's cute as um, hell. And now the second love of my life, Mobile Suit Gundam. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, a good old transition, huh? So when are you and Gundam getting married, Max? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's with the amount of money I spent on Gunpla, we basically already are. God. That's very true. Um, Jules, I believe that you have the first episode summary this week. I do. Isn't that wild? It's Isn't almost like nutty. I was given all these tasks after not being here. People will look at a girl these days and give her tasks. Not intentionally. Miserable. It's not like we're trying to, like, you know, I'm being foist punished. this upon you. <laughs> Don't get it twisted, listeners. We're bullying Julia right now. Yeah, obviously. Max is bullying Julia. I have done nothing of the sort. Jared when you know someone for ten this. years, you're le- when you've known someone for ten years, you're legally allowed to bully them. See, that's exactly my point. I've I've only known Julia for like two years. I'm being we'll nice there, by obligation. God. <laughs> Episode 25. Catra versus Hero. 
Katja is currently corrupted by the Zero system, which leads him to fight Hero and Troa as he believes the colonies are now their enemies due to their decision to work with Oz, and by extension, the two other boys. Shara sacrifices himself to save Hero from a blast from Katra that would have destroyed the Mercurius, and Shara flies off to explode away from the colony and the two other Gundams. Meanwhile, the Ramafeller Foundation proposes to replace all of Oz's mobile suits with their new Virgo mobile dolls, and Trace is imprisoned when he refuses to support this transition. Lady Un, who learns of Superov's treachery, is shot by him when she unlocks Duo in Lufei's cells, allowing them to escape with their new yet incomplete suits. Hey, uh, being being uh, mentally corrupted and turned batshit evil by an electronic interface, uh, yeah, Gundam Wing did it in Zero System. I just call it Twitter. Heyo. I that was, my, that was my good joke. Slowly moves my mouse to close the Twitter browser. <laughs> oh no, we're back to two hosts. Oh no. Uh, I. I'm really like happy with how this episode was kind of split into an A plot and a B plot. Um, just mm-hmm. like they, there are four like distinct sections. There's the beginning of the A plot, the beginning of the B plot, and then the finishing of the mm-hmm. A plot and the B plot. And it works really well for everything that happens in this episode, especially after the recent batch of episodes we had that was just super duper bogged down with dialogue. They were just very dense. Yeah. I think that's what's like one thing that Gundam Wing does well in reflection of what it does poorly is that because the show sometimes does get so bogged down and having like an A and a B and a C and a D and an E plot Mm -hmm. is that when it has just an A plot or just an A and B plot in an episode, it's like, oh, wow, I really appreciate how much more sensible things are now. And it gives it it all so much more space to breathe and, like, you get to enjoy what's actually happening rather than the whiplash that you're going back and forth. What a concept, huh? That's exactly it. I think it was, like, the subtitle for the previous episode where it was, like, show, don't tell. And (laughs) this, this entire episode... I mean, obviously, the characters, like, narrate exactly what's happening as it happens, but there's a lot less talking during the action in general, and the action definitely speaks for itself, and I think that's a strong suit. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of action and strong suits, uh, this episode starts out... Hey, that was a good one. That was a really fucking good. I was just (laughs) upset. That was like a star wipe. That was phenomenal. Yeah, fucking stop the clock theory on me. Um, this is a really fucking sick battle scene. My first one is just the boys are fighting. It's yeah, so no. good. I, like, despite the fact that they're not in their actual Gundams, this is a this is such like a pop-off moment, this whole fight. It's yeah. so good. It's sad, too. Like, it is. It's, not it's playing very tri- emotional. It's, it's not, not playing like the triumphant jazzy yes, music that, that you plays would have when- expected on any other yeah. fight. It knows. It's like, no, you're not supposed to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. But I do, because, wow, that robot is really cool. Oh, I kind of do is the, the thing. The Mercurius, I, I will say this time and time again, Mercurius basically solos any Gundam that's not the Wing Gundam Zero. Yeah, like, it's kind of bonkers. It's, it's unbelievable, the because the Mercurius shield takes a blast from the like new revamped twin buster rifle and then hero like gets back into the fight and then takes a second one like later on 
Meanwhile, obviously like, at like reduced capacity, but yeah, the, uh, it, it one shots. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it one shots an entire colony and a resource satellite. <laughs> so it does. God, yeah, it's very telling that like being taking a hit from like the strongest fucking weapon in the show is just heroes like oh damn my battery's getting low right i gotta charge Um, my fucking phone (laughs) a really interesting moment here so yeah they're fighting katras is telling hero that the colonies are the enemy now since they're with oz so he needs to destroy them Mm -hmm. and he's just like hero fucking leave otherwise i'm gonna kill you too and hero's just like no i won't fight you try me (laughs) uh as all this happens un is watching from the control room of barge and she's like getting updates on the fight and this is when she's like kind of making a turn here yeah this all kind of comes with what happens later on of like i kind of stop referring to oz as oz and Mm -hmm. start referring to it as the romafeller foundation because that's essentially what it is now right yeah and at this point, we start to see Un, like, rooting for the Gundam pilots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of separates again. Like, those two were distinct foundations and, and situations where, obviously, one is funding and supporting the other. But they kind of become one and the same at a certain point during the show. Here, yeah. and obviously with uh, Trey's later in the episode, that is not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. This is the Lady Un face turn. It fucking rules. Yes. It's and so and good. and what's so telling about this is that she's doing all of this while she is in girl boss mode. Yeah. Yes, not yeah. library mode. <laughs> yeah, she's not sexy librarian. She's she's sexy uh, step on me girl boss. <laughs> um, she like th- th- she gets a bunch of photos of the wing, um, and she she wants to send the photos of the wing to the Gundam um, scientists. I think yes, to, on the yeah, on the lunar, on base. lunar base. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can't do that right now. No one's picking up the phone at the Lunar Base. <laughs> they what they could be unplugged going the fucking phone cord. I hate this <laughs> yeah, man so the fuck, much. The landline on the moon has been disconnected. Yeah. <laughs> Tubarov fucking disconnected comms. And then we, we cut to Dermail talking to Tubarov. And uh, Tubarov is basically being, like, pushed to make more mobile dolls. And I say pushed, but he's, like, he's into it. Like, he wants to make more mobile dolls, too. This is his thing at this point. Yeah. He's going to throw up if he sees another fucking human pilot in a mobile suit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Um, At this point, the engineers are also still... They're still talking shit while they're running out of oxygen. It is mostly... Fading. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's mostly Dr. J, who's just like, has not shut up the entire fucking time. And then it's we also so funny. we also see a duo who is kind of just talking to himself. And as he's about to like pass out or die, run out of oxygen, he keeps clicking through the specs of the Death Scythe. And he looks over at Wu Fei and he's like, my Gundam's pretty fucking cool though, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. Like, so I but don't know how the- is, It is really mm-hmm. fucking cool though. It's like it's so cool. It's it's almost heartbreaking this scene. I don't know what the like vocal performance is in the dub, but in the sub, everyone is like doing a really good job, like being so like quiet and whispering and like very aware that they're about to die. Essentially, Dio like, is not like his normal self either. Yeah, yeah. It's He's it's a like, little strained, I would say. But aside from that, the deliveries like. They're they're strained a little bit, but it's not any softer. Like they're running out of air. Okay, <laughs> Scott yeah, Scott no. McNeil is too much of a loudmouth. Yeah, in in the sub, it is just so good because Duo's like 
Duo's just talking so quietly. You can you can tell he's just like fully out of energy. He even look looks over at Wu Fei, who's like not breathing anymore. But <laughs> like Duo recognizes that Wu Fei is doing meditation. Essentially, no, no, no. He's like we, we cannot gloss over it. Wu Fei walks over to him and he's like, it's almost like he's dead. He's in a, a state of suspended animation. He's not breathing. Like he's not taking like really shallow protective no, he's breaths. Just, he's, he's just, just straight up not breathing. <laughs> Whatever, he uses sand to stop his heart like in JoJo's part three. It's fine. <laughs> he's fine. He'll get better. He's dead, he's but he's great. fine. <laughs> he's, he's, he's dead, but he's fine. Um, and then from that, we cut right back to the battle. Yeah. Um, I think Kotra's about to kill Hero now. Okay. I, I was wondering if it was here. It might have been earlier on in the fight where we see the Mercurius shield actually acting offensively, where he sends two shield bits off where they're like, pulsing electricity through yeah, them yeah it's really cool and, and i think it's the first time we see it utilized like that and we, i don't think, I think it was we, supposed to be used like that and heroes just like, like <laughs> built or explained to us but yeah i think the virgos use it like that later too yeah this is there's a lot of really cool shit with the mercurius shield bits in these episodes i really like how the mercurius i mean we'll talk about the virgos when we see them later but like my, the main thing is that you can tell it's like, hey, let's just take the shields from the Mercurius and the gun from the Vai and put both on one guy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, it fucking rules. I love the Virgos. Beats ass. Um, so yeah, Katra's about to shoot Hero, and this is when Troa flies in the Vai and blocks it, and like, he's just melted. Like, he has like one it's arm and no legs. so bad, the yeah. The cockpit's like there's an open view to it, because it's just, mm-hmm. it is just torn through. Yeah. Well, that was that uh, was actually from uh, the last the first shot. That's yeah, right. yeah, right, the right, last right. episode where he previously got shot. So the V eight's mm-hmm. in like bad condition. Yeah, and like Hero takes this opportunity to fly up, like grab the Vaid's gun and just shoots the Buster rifle clean yeah. off of the oh Wing Zero's God. hand. It's so good. Uh, and this is when Katra kind of starts to snap out of it. He's like, hey, Troa, I think you're going to die. Yeah. And Troa's like, hell yeah, hell yeah, see you, brother. And starts flying up as Hero tackles Katra into the colony to like prevent him from going after and trying I, to save Troa. This is exactly what I'm talking about, where actions speak louder than words. Troa yes. knows he's going to fucking explode. And what does he do? He flies away from the fucking colony. Hero, to remind mm-hmm. Katra of what they're protecting and also to keep him safe and keep the Gundam safe, slams him into a hangar and locks them both in there. It's, oh it's my so god, good. it's so fucking good. And we get a bit of talking and dialogue and exposition where essentially, like, Troa's telling Katra, the war's over, we've lost, the colonies have forsaken us, like, the only thing that happens now is like the individual soldiers have to kind of reckon with themselves what they're going to do after the war is over. Like, I, I think um, he even says, he says, and like, <clears throat> the kinder you are, the more war affects you. And yeah, he that is, like, that the is five relevant plus. and will be referenced again. <laughs> yep. My, my yep. notes for this section just say, Troa, don't start monologuing. That's how anime characters die. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> it's always sunny and title, Troa dies. <laughs> one, of, one of the last things he says to Katra specifically as he's like broadcasting or whatever, he asks him to turn back into that nice guy he once knew. And it's mm-hmm. that's like the moment where Katra like actually like cracks back into himself too. Yeah. It's funny in the sub. I don't, I mean, I feel like the translation is pretty accurate one-to-one between the sub and the dub, but Troa says... Uh, I hope something triggers you to calm you down. Mm-hmm. He says right before he fucking explodes. Yeah. And and I think, essentially, I think that Hero 
hears this and picks up on it because Katra thinks Tro is dead. We see yeah. this gigantic explosion from the Vait, and Hero's like, I'm still going to kill you. You like Your actions caught Tro to die, so now you've got to die. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I think this right now is Hero trying to continue to snap Katra out of it by being by like continuing to attack him and kind of make him reckon with what he's done. Like I think Hero's not actually in I'm going to kill you, Katra winner mode. Mm-hmm. I think he's more like, this is what Troll wants, and I'm going to help him snap you out of it. And as a result, supposedly dead. he continues fighting, and the Mercurius's arm fucking blows up, and Hero, like, strains to remain conscious, and that's the last thing that really brings Katra back to himself. Because, like, Katra has won the fight, but I'm pretty sure he also, like, screams out after Hero when Hero, like, passes out. So he's, he's like, definitely come back to himself. Mm-hmm. And we do get a shot of Troa just kind of floating in his suit in the middle of nowhere space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems uh, completely intact. So I've good to go. I have a feeling he's not dead. I've seen enough Star Wars to know that he's going to be fine. I've seen enough Gundam Wing to know he's going to be fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> we jump. Um, we jumped onto the Ramafeller. This is insane. I love this God. shit. <laughs> I just I I went very vague with this one because. Uh, <laughs> but Duke Sermail announces that they're going to be mass producing mobile dolls now. Yeah. And that they're going to be placed in each country on Earth in order to bring order. Yay. This will have no repercussions. He, he specifically says, we're going to place mobile dolls in every disputed region on Earth to bring rule to the world because we're the ruling class and we're the ones who decide what order is. Thanks, buddy. Cool, dude. Cool guy. <laughs> Uh, Thanks, Dermail. <laughs> Trace says, um, what if we didn't, though? He shows up and says he can't he can't support this direction and path that the Ramafeller Foundation is is directing Oz to take, um, and calls the mobile dolls soulless weapons that ignore the importance of human life. Yeah, he starts He's- talking about a lot of stuff about how like humanity should learn to like revere fighting and respect combat as like a method of forewarning against war rather than like leaning on these soulless weapons or these soulless like slaughter machines basically and uh trey's ends up like monologuing over a bunch of flashbacks of the gundam pilots doing stuff well Um, if you think about it this way um he's absolutely right too because if you're not sending human lives out to like risk themselves in combat and you're sending out these these computers and these robots what's stopping you from fighting constantly there's no reason not to you're not sacrificing anything yeah exactly it it becomes the cost is no longer like shut up (laughs) (laughs) the cost is no longer related to the people going into battle it's all just about Mm -hmm. money and whoever has the most money wins yeah, like p- part of what he says here, he's like, he he says that mankind doesn't need an absolute victory. Mankind needs to keep up. He says like some warrior male shit, right? He's like, we need the spirit of fighting. He, he talks about how Roma Feller's plans are an embarrassment to people in the future. Um, and he does, he mentions a little bit about how the Gundam pilots have all surpassed his ideals. Like they were born from this fighting and their spirits are, is going to like allow them to live on past all of this. And God, this, this is when he's this is male. Fuck. It's just war. Yeah, train and fight. Uh, and then he says the most insane thing I've ever heard him say. This rules. He basically says the Gundam pilots have been abandoned by all of their allies. They don't realize they're losers. I'm also I I. He says, and I quote: 
I want to be a loser. He watched it's the so Chris Gethard good. show. Loser is the new yeah. cool baby. He says, I'm a loser baby, so why don't you kill me? <laughs> and it's really cool to watch this kind of uh, evolution of the way he's thinking after <clears throat> him being so against um, uh, Milwardo making like kind of the same trajectory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's re- it really is like he doesn't get it until it affects him personally. But oh, yeah. now he's like, oh, <laughs> it's like, pretty bad. Oh, shit. I get it now. Um, uh, Dermail is basically like, okay, uh, detention. You get to go to jail now. And then pulls out yeah. a really fancy gun. He, he, the, the, I don't necessarily, I don't fully get what he was going for here, right? Because Trace says he wants to be removed from command. Yes. And I, I don't know if he wanted to be killed or not, but Dermail takes a gun out, just puts it on the table, and he's like, all right, you're going to be jailed. And Trace comments on how a gun that fancy never has seen war. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never been fired. It's just ceremonial. Certainly there's something there. Um, I, I don't know exactly what. I, I, I mean, I, I guess I could not for the life of me figure it out either. I, I guess it's kind of like. It's relevant kind, somehow. <laughs> what I think, I think it's like sort of on the nose of like all these Romofeller guys, you know, they're just these fancy rich fucks who haven't seen combat. And again, Trace wants mobile dolls to be stopped for the wrong reasons. I think we should stop the mobile dolls and also stop fighting, but one for two ain't bad, I guess. Um, and then he just like walks away. They don't detain him. He just like walks to Romafeller jail, I guess. Um, Trey's Kushranada is grounded, grounded, grounded. <laughs> 1,000 years dungeon. Uh, we cut back to space on barge. Uh, and this, this, we get a lady, lady and gets Skyped by Tuberov. Uh, and he's like, hey, uh, hi, Lady Un. Did you know? Fun fact: Rumorfeller is taking over. I'm sending a bunch of mobile dolls to kill you now. Goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. he's like, hey, we finished uh, all these robots. Um, they're gonna come say hi now. Yeah, they're gonna come say hi in a very real, very tangible mm-hmm. way. And they are on their way. Yeah, and she's 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 on some Trey shit too because she starts talking to him about death is inevitable. And death is actually good for soldiers because all these mobile dolls, they don't replace death. They just take the place of soldiers who are afraid to die. Um, and she, whatever. so she's much like, brain poison in this organization. <laughs> it's pretty bad. No, She's like, lost souls will continue to fight. Or lost souls who continue to fight will one day find their purpose. Uh, and like she's saying all this as she gets in her, in her own squadron of Leos to fight these mobile dolls. Yeah. If she um, only had a, a brain cool. as she gets into her purple Tin Man outfit yeah, again. Yeah, Tin Man squadron. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Um, she, she predicts what Tubarov is going to do, though. She knows that Tubarov is going to fire on Barge. Mm-hmm. So essentially, she like just leaves Barge there. And like she's like, I hope it survives. Yeah. As she and her squadron uh, fly and infiltrate the lunar base as she's right. Tubarov does fire on Barge. So they're mm-hmm. able to kind of like sneak inside. Um, and she gets out of her Leo and she's like... All right, I'm going to go rescue the Gundam pilots. Which so she's like, like fully I, recognized. I that was like, very surprised by this. Like it, it was almost an immediate decision that she was like, "All right, this is this is what we're doing here." Um, and I think it was a very quick turn. For yeah, on mm. in that I probably would have enjoyed a bit more of that, like lead up to it. I, I think Trey's getting recused from Oz, or rather recusing himself from mm-hmm. Oz and leaving it just to Romafeller, did not get enough time. 
Correct. Uh, because it's like that happens, and then immediately Lady Un is like, "All right, cool. Uh, fuck Oz. Uh, let's let's get it." <laughs> like, like we we don't get a chance to see her react to this or yeah. that information to translate out up to space, and it's just it, it it feels a little rushed. Like of all the times to have the narrator cut in and help out with the story, that would have been like a perfect moment. Absolutely. But yeah, the the Leos rock up on. Um, the the squadron that Un is with like basically rock up on a hangar that is full of these mobile dolls that uh, we have not seen before, mm-hmm. and these new mobile dolls fire a very big cannon and just annihilate these Leos because they're they think it's empty at first and they turn mm-hmm. their backs to them um, and then oops they're active and walking towards them and oops now they're dead yeah yeah they just completely just melt these fucking guys. Um, uh, we, we cut to on um, opening the doors to the prisons for the uh, engineers and the two Gundam pilots um, with Tuberov kind of showing up right after she releases them and has a gun pointing at her. Um, she, Tuberov holds a gun on her, right? He tells her that she's being far too lenient. You know, she essentially. She says some bullshit here too. Letting the enemy live. And and this is, like, it, it is a very quick turnaround for her, but... I think it is an an enemy of my enemy type situation. Yeah, that make that does make sense. Where like helping out the Gundam pilots and allowing them to live and continue to fight the Roman Failure Foundation is more in line with Trace's plan than just rolling over and dying. And maybe maybe she's like, yeah, we'll be able to get the Gundam pilots later on. We can like let them out now and have them. We can Roman Feller allowing us to you know take them out. But I mean, clearly she thinks. She and also Trey's would believe this is like the right thing to do in this situation. Definitely, like that's that we've been shown time and time again. That's kind of her her through line is what she thinks Trey's would want her to do. Mm-hmm. And and going back to Too Rough tells her she's too lenient, and she thinks to herself, like as oh yeah. By the way, he does very much fucking shoot her. Oh, he yeah. shoots her like chest. directly through the chest. Yeah, yeah. And as she's collapsing, she thinks, yeah, she's like, yes, I was too lenient, but only as a soldier. As a civilian, I was far too strict. And then she just fucking collapses onto the floor. <laughs> oh my god, hmm. I think she is dead. This is like I the mean, first time, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> I'm, I thought she was dead until something someone says later on next episode, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, mm. I fucking know. What the fuck? It's fucking Gundam Wing. No one actually can die, I think. Except, like, except unless for you get, Septum, yeah. Yeah, unless you get thrown out of a plane, I don't believe you're dead. <laughs> You can, you, can only die. you can only die if you're in some sort of space shuttle. Exactly, yeah. Um, and this is when things pop the fuck off, right? Yeah. Because the Virgos join the battle. They start, they're just tearing ass. They cannot be stopped. They look really cool. They look really bulky, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they have the same main black color <clears throat> as the, uh, the the Taurus mobile dolls do, but it's, like, almost all black. Yeah, it's basically uh, Leo legs, but then they've got big, beefy shoulders with a, a V8 cannon charger and a Mercurius shield, respectively, on either side. And they still have that same, like, open Leo face cam, but they have the the Wing Zero and the Wing Gundam elf ears I on the love, fucking sides of their head. It makes them look, like, w- with the two little, like, bolts on their, like, the bolts aren't on the collar like they are in the Leo. They look look more on the cheeks of it. So it looks like an ogre almost. It yeah. looks like... Yes, that's the vibe like, that I got. Absolutely. Like, with the giant shoulder, they look scary, you know? They, they look, look like World of roots. Warcraft They orcs. look terrifyingly they humanoid compared to the Tauruses. Yeah, I like them. They're scary. Like they're one. Yeah, like it's definitely an evolution of mobile doll technology. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Doesn't matter though, because Wow Cool Robot. Haunted Doll Watch. Um, wow Cool Robot. <laughs> this is when we, we see a very obvious section of the moon where mm-hmm. the ground just does not match up with anything else around it. <laughs> and out of it raises uh, two mobile suits that we have seen, but they seem to be fully completed. We learn through some dialogue that they're at like 70% capacity, but we see the Death Scythe custom with its new uh, active cloak, and we see the Shenlong with its wings and its new coloring, and they look really fucking good, and I'm happy to see them. And they they start tearing through these Virgos, which is like kind of surprising, but I think it's meant to highlight just how upgraded these Gundams are compared to the mobile dolls. Oh, yeah. Like, the Death Scythe Hell puts... It's the Death Scythe Hell. Right, yeah. And the... Altron, right? The Ultron. Yeah, the Ultron Gundam. God, the Ultron... I fucking... Ultron's... The color scheme is... Okay, okay. Death Scythe Hell. What if the Death Scythe had a weird filigreed head? I don't like it. But (laughs) it's fucking, like, chest vents look like a rib cage. It's so metal. And it has, like... Uh, it has this like really fucking sick, not fully bat wings. We'll see that when we watch the movie. Yeah, but it has this like cowling over it. This like six part like effective like this like big curved shield that like when it's folded out it looks like wings, but it can fold over itself to look like this badass Dracula cloak. Yeah, that just straight up tanks a beam shot from a Virgo. It's and so just, like, fucking no good. It. Oh my god. And um, I don't remember if we get to see it in action, but the Ultron has, like, these weird wings now, and instead of, like, the dragon hand, it has this, like, scorpion tail that fires uh, beams out of two beam cannons on it. It's it's so fucking cool. So, it's like, first of all, the color scheme is different. It's like this, like, blue-green instead of, like, yeah. blue. Yeah, it's um, this really nice, a- like, seafoam green. It, 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 it has the same elf ears as Wing does that are colored. Um, mm-hmm. It has, like, a shield on one of its shoulders. It just has really big shoulders, too. Um, and instead of one dragon <clears throat> arm, like, it has two regular hands. And then, like, folded over the wrists, it has a dragon arm on each hand that can, like, spring out. And it's we see so it, good. Like, it, we see it pop both its arms and, like, stretch out and just fucking crush two Virgos. It's so, f- hey, it's so uh, dope. What what about the Death Scythe's titular scythe? <laughs> it... it Double bladed scythe? Yep. Are you kidding me? Yep. Death scythe. Are you two. kidding me? <laughs> two. It's so There's fucking two of sick. Them now. It does. It does this goofy ass animation though, where he just starts like he activates it and he swings and like slices a Virgo, and then he just starts like swinging in a circle. It's so funny. I would. But hey, I would do the same. Are you kidding the, me? Uh, would, the, I'd be like, the, oh, cool weapon. I th- I think it shows that the Death Scythe has like a propellant tank on the back because I'm pretty sure it's firing off like a jet behind it as yes. he's slicing. It, 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 it like has a thruster on it to make it cut better mm-hmm. it's so sick it's so good God. we get some good action yeah. with these two boys and then we get back to lady un lying quote unquote dead on the floor as she thinks some quote unquote dying thoughts <laughs> and she we thinks uh oh God. we we see in the background while she's thinking too we see katra like trying to give hero who's like passed out he's just giving him some water from his hand she thinks of her love for the Gundam pilots of all things. She's like, it's, it's, she's like, you know, I, my love for these Gundam pilots, they keep caring for each other in such a cruel world. And she just like wants them to continue fighting as again, she's just fucking laying, dying on the floor. So Extremely I think normal. A lot of this, I think a lot of this is 
her two sides kind of coming together where she's able to understand why they're fighting now. Like instead of librarian mode being just peace, she understands like they're fighting for a thing that is good and the way they're doing it and the way they're caring for each other is a, is a, a good loving thing, not a, not a warmongering thing. Right. I believe it. Like that's kind of the last shot of the episode is she's just like, you know, beefed it on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, so sad. Um, that's episode 25 though. Very, very good one. Oh my God. Um, let's talk about another. Let's talk about Gundam wing episode 26. 25? The Eternal Flame 25? of the Shooting Sorry. Stars. One second. That does mark halfway through the show. Oh, shit, right, because Wing has 49 episodes, I believe. Correct. I just God thought damn, that was relevant through. to point out. We're halfway through? That's crazy. Look at us go. Fuck yeah, halfway. I feel like we just started it. What fucking go? <laughs> We're halfway there. We'll um, go living on a prayer. Uh, Bon Jovi. <laughs> Episode 26. The Eternal Flame of the Shooting Stars. The newly formed Trace faction of Oz fights against the Romafella Foundation's mobile dolls brought to Earth via Operation Nova. Hiro and Katra are captured by the Romafella Foundation but are rescued by the Trace faction who are now working alongside the Gundam scientists. They talk to Hiro and Katra about the Zero system, which is the piloting system in the cockpit of the Wing Zero that allows the pilot to fight on par with and even surpass the mobile dolls. Unfortunately, this amplifies brainwaves too harshly, as evidenced by Katra's attack on Hiro and Troa. When they are all found out and captured by the Romafella Foundation, they force Hiro to test the Zero system, which leads him going berserk and rampaging throughout the base, only being stopped when Katra uses his new type powers to calm Hero down, forcing him out of the cockpit and escaping with him to Earth, but not before self-destructing the Mercurius in hopes of taking the Wingsier out alongside it. This does not happen. Duh. It's good. Good. Uh, z- 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 seems seems fucked up, this Zero system, huh? I don't think it's good for you. Seems bad, I think. Just, just, just my two cents. Seems not good. I like it, though. Um, so... This like you know, we we learn Trace factions a thing now. Uh, makes sense. People like Trace Kushernada. People don't like the Roma Foundation because they're just a bunch of old farts. So we have like yet another fucking spin-off faction of the main villains now, which is just Love you know so much to keep track of here. Yeah, already splintered faction. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I hope this doesn't happen again. <clears throat> I'm sure it will. I, I think the nice thing though is that they're color coded. Uh, so yeah. Oz is blue yes. now, I guess. Oz is blue now, and Trey's faction's green. Now, they, the uh, the Trey's faction keeps their fucking original Oz suits. Yeah, I don't. Who fuck? Who <laughs> knows? So fucking who knows weird. anymore? Um, yeah, we learn about Operation Nova. Uh, we see the Virgos in action. Like they, they have, the, like we mentioned, it's it's we're doing it again. Operation Meteor. Two, two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whenever they mention Operation Nova, do your th- do do the thing. Oh, um, trust me, we'll get there. <laughs> oh, good. Um, like you mentioned, the Virgos have the same magnetic shields Mercurius has on the left shoulder and on the right arm, and has the Vaites gun. Uh, one of the uh, tr- uh um Trace faction soldiers mentions space has a bad habit of sending menaces to Earth. Mm-hmm. You got that right, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, that one tracks. You fucking got that right. Um, we get a scene of Dermail skyping Tubarov after like the sort of new narration, just talking more about the Trace faction rising up against Romafeller. Uh, Dermail is saying that he's making, I'm sorry, Tubarov says that he's making more mobile dolls because why wouldn't he be? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he mentions that he captured the new Gundam along with the remains of the Mercurius and the Vait. And we see them all be kind of being like taken back inside the lunar base mm-hmm. uh, for nefarious purposes, I'm sure. Well, and Hero and Katra. Yeah. To be clear. 
That's right. Yes. And the boys. Yeah. Because Duo and <laughs> Wufei have like fully escaped. Yeah. Right uh, we see Duo or uh, Hiro and Katra being like guided in by these Oz soldiers. And Katra breaks away and like kicks one of the guys like in the shin. And Hiro just like knocks out the other two. And Katra runs over to the fucking Neve 8 and starts apologizing to it, like to the cockpit as if Troa is in it. It's. It's bad. It's a little emotional, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He clearly regrets what he's done. That's sweet Like, boy. yeah, I would too, homie. And then the uh, the military people do some fun police brutality uh, <laughs> and against literal children. Uh, you know, war criminal children, but still children. <laughs> and uh, then the Trey's faction shows up because there's members of the Trey's faction on the moon. And they fight off the Oz guys and rescue our Gundam boys. Yay. We cut over. We see some Romafeller guys who have the wing zero. Uh, They have someone hooked up like inside, essentially testing out the seer system. And they're like, oh, shit, this thing makes you a really good pilot. And Tubrov calls them. And the soldier's like, hey, Tubrov, uh, this thing fucking beats us, actually. I think we should use this to like amplify our pilots. And Tubarov just says, fuck you. I told you to destroy the Gundam. I don't want anything that's going to, like, not help mobile dolls yeah. in the future of warfare. Yep. It's like he's... Tubarov doesn't say anything new past, like, the first time we see him. It's all just like, I love mobile dolls. They make me horny. Yeah, yeah basically. Once everything that's a not mobile doll, so all the Gundams um, and related tech to be wiped out of existence. And yeah. It's not great. Um, mm-hmm. that same, after, after they hang up that same guy, that technician from like Roma Feller's Oz, uh, basically says like to his crewmates that he wants to test the pilots of the Gundams in the new system. Mm-hmm. Cause he's yeah. like, oh, we have them. They have these capabilities. So why not put them to the test? Yeah. Basically this see is, if, if they match up with the dolls. Um, this is kind of where it started to click for me that like Roma Feller's Oz is blue and the Trey's faction is green. <laughs> like that's the first yeah. time I was able to put it together uh, because I think we see the engineers talking and they're talking about yes. the Trey's faction. They have a bunch of them with them on the moon. Uh, they exposit about like Lady Un gets shot. Duo and Wufei have escaped. They should be able to finish fixing their Gundams and like repairing and like finalizing their Gundams on their own because they're fucking super geniuses. Uh, and, <laughs> and then they they look directly into the camera and they say Troa is definitely dead for real. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so God. it's so heavy like <laughs> it's really bad and then katra's like no he's fine like keep looking just look yeah. for him just fucking look for him B- before they talk about troa they, they they like they're scanning katra's brain essentially mm-hmm. oh right they're like they're like oh yeah he seems normal and they mentioned how the zero system like fucks your brain up real good yeah um they don't explicitly say what it does yet they just are like worried about katra's brainwaves for some reason um, and they do say, and like, quote, we don't know whether Lady Un is dead or alive. And I'm like, okay, so Lady <laughs> Un's definitely alive then. I'm jotting that down. Um, and, and yeah, that's when they talk about Troa and Katra's like, no, he survived. He's a Gundam pilot. Yeah. Yeah, they, so, they again, say something along the lines of um, the Zero system increases the pilot's abilities, but has a capability of like warping your mind and turning you against your allies yeah so basically the system amplifies the pilot's battle capabilities by enhancing brain functions related specifically to combat 
don't ask how it targets those things because no one no one can tell you but specifically because katra wasn't actually trying to destroy oz and because he's still like a soft sweet little baby tiny little baby boy the zero system kind of like malfunctioned when it messed with his brain and it made him crazy in a wrong way which like ended up being for the better because they were able to like get him out of it And then Dr. J even says that, like, Hiro and the other Gundam pilots wouldn't actually be able to be, like, the perfect pilot for the Wing Zero Gundam because they they aren't these emotionless soldiers. Like, even Hiro, the the most stoic, aside from Wufei, kind of, um, wouldn't be capable of piloting this thing the way that they had intended for someone to pilot it. Mm-hmm. And Katra, like they, they, they straight up, they straight up say you either have to go insane or become the perfect soldier yeah. to use this thing. Yeah, and then Katra is just like, huh? I didn't even know about the zero system because he was busy yeah. focusing on the fucking gun. I mean, hey, I don't blame him. Same here. It's a cool fucking. It gun. is a cool fucking gun. gun. Um, and then Katra like asks Hero. He's like, hey, Hero, who are our enemies? Yeah, and yeah. Hero, <laughs> my note says Katra's as confused as the rest of us. Yeah, and Hero essentially says your enemies are anyone who's trying to cause harm to you. Those who are against you, you kind of get to decide who your enemies are. And Katra's just like you know jotting it down, like oh yes, very good, very good. This will be important later. Yeah, he yeah. he asks like how how do they know they're not making a mistake? And Hero, the line in in English is we're not mistaken about this, but it's possible this period of war has gone nuts. <laughs> yeah great job, he's like i don't know man i'm doing the best. Just, i don't know Katra, shit's fucked up modern day philosopher this guy it may be bad here jot that down <laughs> Katra, we live in a society jesus i think people dying is not good <laughs> thank you here is bad Katra. <laughs> uh at this point everyone gets found out by the trades faction they have them surrounded uh, and they say, hey, we can guarantee everyone's life um, if you surrender the pilots. Oh, the Gundam engineers are here. We can't guarantee your safety, actually. Everyone else is fine. You might get killed, though, by the way. No one likes you anymore. Right. I want to clarify. I think the Trey's faction with the engineers gets surrounded by Romafeller's Oz. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's yeah. okay. Um, it's fucking confusing. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, they, they all surrender. The, the Gundam scientists are like, they've accepted. Like, yeah, our luck's probably run out. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. It Your luck it. hasn't run out. <laughs> it really hasn't. <laughs> uh, Dr. J ends up actually negotiating kind of uh, like sort of for their safety uh, by surrendering mm-hmm. the pilots mm-hmm. so they can be tested on by Romafeller's Oz. And uh, yeah. <laughs> the guy from Romafeller is like, cool. Thanks for handing over the pilots. I can't guarantee your safety. <laughs> yeah. And Dr. J is like, yeah, I fucking get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't either, homie. And then it's like they a smash cut to, hero. yeah, yeah. It's a smash they cut like to hero in the, the Wing Zero's cockpit. Cockpit. God, Seems good idea. Yeah, I'm. This y'all didn't think this one through again. This this boy has stolen how many mobile suits, and you put him in the fucking cockpit of one? They're again? they're teaching him to play the most that, powerful one you've seen so far. What's that like rhythm game where you have to like tap the screen, like you have to like move a cursor uh, and Osu, like Osu? press. Thank you. They're teaching Hero how to play Os. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and he's fucking good at it. And they keep cranking up the difficulty, and they're like, "He's unstoppable." <laughs> he's so good. 
Uh, and then Hero decides he wants to have a bad brain day. Um, well, <laughs> and starts wondering about who his enemies are again. Yeah, and Katra is like, in the meantime, Katra's just like looking at the Gundam, being like, oh fuck, this Gundam was a mistake. I maybe mm-hmm. fucked up on this one. <laughs> he, I mean, like, he's right, but also the conclusion that he comes to is not necessarily right, because he essentially is like, yeah. The reason this Gundam is bad is because we're using machines to fight machines, and we should be fighting the mobile dolls only through human ingenuity and pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. Fucking yeah, it's bullshit fucking like weird. that. And then Hero becomes a gamer and experiences gamer rage. Katra looks at him and says, That's not you. <laughs> That's not you. <laughs> not you, buddy. And then Hero's like, yeah, Hero. My enemies are the ones after my life and the ones that with my life and then we clearly see him like imagining the engineers when he says that yeah and uh after he is like fully activated with him by the way and has started slashing virgos apart literally up and running and slicing and dicing in the fucking like hangers and shit (laughs) and the Uh, engineers resign themselves and start walking toward the gundam they're like all right fuck it we might as well go yeah, they, they're like, yeah, we kind of fucked up in using a machine to defeat machines. That one's on us. Sorry, guys. Better luck next time. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. The soldiers, like, want to call for help, but they're like, shit, we can't call Tuberov because yeah. we didn't destroy the Gundam yeah, exactly. like he said. He was right. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's the consequences of my own actions. Oopsie. <laughs> uh, Katra gets him a curious to stop here at this point, though. Yeah, they literally um, trade suits from the last fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hero sees Mercurius after he's destroyed all the Virgos in the area. Um, Hero tells Katra, he's like, I'm going to fight you if I need to. Katra says something about, like, you're fighting alone. No one needs to fight alone. Um, he's going to use the self-detonation of the Mercurius to this is, blow up both Mercurius and the Wing Zero. Yes, this is the other thing I wanted to point out. This is where he uses the Mercurius shield to basically insulate them. Yes, so the explosion like little, uh, would only kill half them. circle around them. Yeah, it's so... Yeah, it's like a bear hug. Oh, my God. It's so fucking um, cool. And then, uh, once again, uh, Katra uses his new type powers that he has because he's a new type. Jot that down. Very important. <laughs> <laughs> what happens here? So, Hero, like, digs his beam saber into the Mercurius, and Katra basically psychically projects into his mind to stop him. Yep. And then Hero opens the cockpit and falls like like probably like a good 30 feet and just slaps on the ground. Oh, it's so good. Uh, And he's also like... He bounces when he hits the ground. He bounces. He's also like glowing. You know... He's glowing also. What's the deal? Yeah. He looks up at the Mercurius and sees Relina. So like his mind is all kinds of fucked up. And Katra... Gets out of the Mercurius, uh, trying to, like, nurse Hero back to health, and, like, puts his hand over Hero's heart and, like, absorbs Hero's radiation into his hand, and then his hand sparkles, and he's like, oh, you like someone. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, ah... I know that you're from Earth. Let's go home together. Yeah. You know what that. The How? What the hell? It's because Katra's a new type. No. No. Yes. Um, <laughs> no. It's, uh, let me. It's because <laughs> Katra talked to Troa, and Troa and Katra were still texting, even though they broke up after he met him in the Magwanak Corps, and Troa told. Katra, when he was nursing Hero back to health, he wouldn't stop saying Relina. That's that's got to be what it is, right? Oh yeah, that, that, yeah that's a good through line. We're good. I'm safe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's sure, definitely sure, rational sure, and sure, reasonable. Sure, sure. 
And then the Mercurius yeah, does actually like, fucking explode. <laughs> yeah. Um, does the Wing Zero get destroyed by this? The next scene answers that question with the resounding fuck no. No, nope. absolutely not. Not even Zero a little bit. and Petra bit. get out in a shuttle, um, but we do mm-hmm. cut back down to Lunar Base where the Zero is engulfed in fire but otherwise unhurt. And the scientists are there. Yeah. I love this weird polycule of old men. They only hang out with each other. <laughs> like, they're fucking joined at the hip, and they're like, oh, our, lu- our luck doesn't ever run out, it seems. Hey. And they see the Wing Zero, and they're like, mm, who's going to be the unfortunate soul to pilot this thing next, if I wonder. If you made friends in engineering school, I don't think you would let them go. <laughs> yeah, true. Valid. Uh, that's episode yeah. another really good one. Really, really fucking good one. Both of uh, these are oh, as, so good. As the Mercurius does self detonate, it blows a huge hole in the lunar base, and we see uh, Katra and Hero in a, a shuttle, like leaving the the moon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're like on the way to Earth now. Yeah, and that's episode. Good shit. Uh, oh boy, I hope I hope we have enough time to talk about this densely packed next yeah, episode. Yeah, so uh, my I wrote my summary, and it's like seven pages long. Ah, oh, jeez. Um, so it's we'll, everyone, we'll do it anyway. You know, I'll I'll, ed- I'll edit down what I can. Yeah. Um, uh, strap in because we're gonna be here for a while. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that is for episode twenty-seven, the locus of victory and defeat. Aside from the opening thirty seconds, Relina tagging the flashbacks, intro and outro of the episode, some minor narrations of Relina and Hero kind of passing the buck back and forth. There is basically no new content in this episode. Maybe a few music tracks we haven't really heard before. That's pretty much it. There is one important thing that does, in fact, happen. Yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. Hero does mention Operation Meteor. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's back, baby. Uh, it is, in fact, fucking back. And I will, I will say, Operation Meteor count for these three episodes is at one. Also, fuck you, fuck yeah. Operation Nova counts, and they said it like three times. <laughs> <laughs> um, get back on the saddle. Um, and 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 for for a more detailed sort of uh, for more detailed information on what happens to the episode. Yeah. Uh, here's what happens. And that's what you missed on Gundam Wing. Yeah, the the only thing that I want to know is that, aside from it being actually recycled content, just like straight up recycled scenes, I think they changed some of the music, like I mentioned. Um, Mm -hmm. But... It, it opens with Relina looking at a picture of her parents and like, hey, we see Relina. We haven't seen her in a bit. Um, I miss her. She's like talking and daydreaming about when Hero will arrive to the Sank Kingdom. Basically like to be her, mm-hmm. you know, Prince Charming, her knight in shining armor, whatever. And then it jumps into these flashbacks. And like I said, there's some narration from Relina and Hero, which is nice because it's not just a rehash of what's happened there there's some like it feels like they're writing in their diaries or something yeah it's like there's a little bit of flavor to it so it's not the most boring but it is just like recycled footage when they're not talking you can skip this episode but like you don't need to i would say you still get a little something out of it you could skip this episode but i would argue you shouldn't skip the next one yeah i believe we get introduced to a very cool friend in the next episode that's true uh, but also, this this episode is from Hiro and Relina's perspective, and next episode is from uh, Trey's and Lady Un's perspectives. Yay! And it's also the point in the series where they were changing directors, so they needed something to put on air while they figured out what the fuck they were doing. 
<laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> I love Gundam and its production issues. Yeah. Never fails. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that that's fucking, you know, look, whatever. We love it. Um, we do have a little segment uh, this week, though. Uh, no Beyond Tumor. I'm, I'm sorry. Do we have anything else to say about recap episode? <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> no. Absolutely cool. not. Awesome. I wrote nothing uh, for it. <laughs> so last week, uh, I, I mentioned that I'm playing Car Game 5, uh, Forza Horizon 5, which is, hey, game's really fucking good. Um, but I mentioned Cars that for I'm... I'm, I'm, many are saying cargo room. And I mentioned that, hey, what if I kind of like assigned a car to each of the main like Gundam pilots? And I have done so. This won't be a terribly long segment because um, I just have like six cars here, but it, I have reasons for everything. I will be Googling um, every car that you say, just like pass <coughs> aside. I won't yeah, be sure. because my bandwidth um, will not afford it. <laughs> oh no. Okay. I'm going to post the, if you Google them, Jules, post yep. the image in, actually I'll, I'll post the image in, um, in the discord. Oh, that's even this. better than I don't have to so, do So um, I'm going to talk about the five, not like we haven't seen all the five new upgraded Gundams yet. Mm-hmm. I probably won't be doing the same thing for those. Cause like they're essentially the same thing. Just like more, um, you know, more design built upon the base Gundam, but I'm going to talk about the five Gundams of wing as well as the tall geese, Cause that's the Gundam. Uh, don't get it twisted. Thank you. And essentially, this <laughs> many is like, people hey, are saying, what, "What if it was a car?" <laughs> the tall geese is as much of a Gundam as the Hyakushiki is. Yes, uh, I am saying this. So, this is time for car talk—a podcast within a podcast. <laughs> the tall geese. Let's see. It's a classic. It's the oldest mobile suit. It's fast as fuck. Also, so I wanted to go with something that kind of captures all of these qualities, and I have gone with a 1993 McLaren F1. This car is the fastest naturally aspirated car in the world. Um, It's not the first car to hit 200, but I believe to this day it is still the fastest naturally aspirated car in the world, meaning it doesn't have a supercharger or turbocharger. Uh, Captures a tall geese's speed. It's classic. It's fucking beautiful. I posted the image in Operation Meteor. Um, I I love this car. It's really interesting, too. Its engine bay is covered in gold foil for heat insulation. It has three seats. The driver's seat is in the very middle. So it still feels futuristic despite being from the 90s. Also, all these cars are from the 90s. This car does not appear to... Like, it doesn't give a vibe of something from the early 90s at all. I know. That's super cool. I love it. It's a wonderful car. Um, I literally can't look look at it. it, Oh, no. (laughs) Eventually... Eventually, you'll be able to see it. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll see him later. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and again, all these cars are from the 90s because Wing is from the 90s. And I you know, wanted to give myself a little bit of a challenge. Uh, so, Wing. Uh, for Wing, I went with the 1992 Bugatti EB110 Super Sport. So, this also at one point was the fastest car in the world. Um, I wanted to kind of keep that through line with the Wing and the Tall Geese. You know, because Wing is like the main successor of mm-hmm. the Tall Geese. I mean, I guess it's the successor of the Wing Zero. But Out of regardless. curiosity, um, yeah. Is is this more your pick for the Wing as we see it in the beginning of the series or the Wing Zero? Th- th- this is like, I mean, I guess they're similar enough, but like I'm going to go with the Wing. Okay. Um, I, I also don't know enough about the new upgraded suits. Very like, I don't true. know if I would assign them something different. But again, like... The wing is kind of like the best of the suits, like most powerful gun, 
maneuverable. It kind of does everything, and I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to get, like, a kind of standard hyper car to express that. Yeah. Uh, Makes sense. I don't really like the EB110. I don't like that tiny little, like, horseshoe vent it has no. in the middle. I wonder why. Uh, I think it looks a little doofy, <laughs> but regardless. Um, Death Scythe. I have gone with the 1992 Lotus Carlton, uh, which is a very silly-sounding car, and when the image loads and you look at it, you'd think, oh, that's just like a sedan. That's just like not really that exciting looking of a car. And you're right, because it's a fucking sleeper. This thing hits 170 miles an hour. Jesus Christ. It is beefed to hell. And I, I first of all, I think it only ever came painted in black, which is one thing. A little Fuck on the yes. nose for the Death Scythe. <laughs> but I, 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 I tried to sort of capture the stealth aspect mm-hmm. of the Death Scythe by picking a sleeper car. A car you think, oh, yeah, that's just something that, like, your dad drives to church. No, it's fast as hell. Uh, you know, it, it sneaks up on you. It gets you. It surprises you. Um, for the heavy arms, it's loud. It's ostentatious. It's dangerous. It's impractical. So I went with the 1992 Dodge Viper. Uh, I was expecting something along those lines for this one. Big honking fucking V10. If you look behind, in front of the rear wheel, that's the exhaust port. As in, like, you can burn your ankle on it walking out of the car. Uh does not have a roof. The original Viper did not come with a roof. Uh, just a big, stupid engine, no traction control, like no assist whatsoever. Just a very dangerous, very over-the-top car that I feel like fits for the Gundam that just shoots and does God nothing damn. else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, Sandrock. <clears throat> Sandrock is is kind of hard to do to Sandrock, considering... Um, it doesn't really have a whole lot it can do. Like, it commands a whole thing of units. But I kind of wanted to... Uh, I, I think they said the Sandrock's the most defensive of of the um, uh, of the Gundams. So I went with the 1992 Ford Escort RS Cosworth, which is a sort of, like, homologation of a rally car. Um, if I copy this image, paste it here, and I didn't copy the image and paste it, so I need to do it again, otherwise I'm going to forget, and no one's going to see what this car looks like. <laughs> and my browser just froze, and it unfroze, and now I'm passing the image. Wow. Welcome to my Why world. Why isn't it working? <laughs> I'm in ha- What the fuck? It's okay. What is this thing called? Is this image just, like, way too big? What is it called, Max? It's called the Ford Escort RS Cosworth. Um, hold on. I'm going to use a smaller image. There we go. This one's floating. Oh, that's a friend. So it's like, it's a pretty utilitarian looking car. It has a big engine. It's, it doesn't really have a whole lot of amenities. It just goes fast, but it's based on a rally car that kind of like can handle any terrain. It's pretty rugged. It's like decently reliable. It's the it, kind it's of like car sort of you can see driving in the dunes and also covered in flamingos. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's like I, I, I sort of wanted to take on like I didn't want to do like a Jeep or something for the Sandrock. It felt too on the nose. I wanted to do something that could like, you know, kind of like just take on a lot of different kinds of terrain. So that's what I went for the Sandrock. And finally, this one is pretty easy for me, at least for the Shenlong. I'm going with the 1999 Nissan Skyline GTR R34, uh, colloquially known as Godzilla. Oh, uh, <laughs> It is it is a like a JDM darling, one of the most popular cars in the world. I'd say, just like an absolute beast of a machine. It's like this is a drift machine. You can like customize it in so many different ways. And I kind of wanted to capture like the Shenlong being the most like offensively oriented of the Gundams. 
Like the GTR is like just like beloved and can do all sorts of things and just looks really sick too. It does. Good car. Um yeah, that's that's car talk though. That that that's what I assign all these Gundams. We did um, it. Awesome. I had a lot of I had a lot of fun with this actually. Good. I, I enjoyed like <laughs> I enjoyed challenging myself and like who knows, maybe I'll do this segment again for future shows or like go back to old shows and assign like yeah. the main <laughs> cast of mobile suits. It's like what 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 would I even assign like the grandpa Gundam? What car could even fucking it's a Honda Civic? I don't know. I'll think about it. Um, You've got some time, I think. Yeah, that's car talk though. I had fun with this. This is cool. Car game Fuck forever. Yeah. I'm gonna go play more Forza after this episode. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's done recording. <laughs> Actually, no, I need to play more Animal Crossing because I haven't gotten all the Harz Island people yet. There you go. Um that's episode though. Hell yeah! I had a good time. Yeah, this is this is a fun one. Another a short episode. It's like a little over an hour. But you know what? Yeah, we yeah. only had the two fine. episodes because the third one didn't. Count. We had, we and, had a re- and I didn't. I like. It didn't really want to do two recap episodes in one. No. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah, actually no. ended up working out like perfectly. We'll probably have a shorter one next week too. Yeah, so it's fine. You know, sometimes people get busy. It's fine. Um, let's do plugs now. All right. Uh, like since first? Julia was missing, I think Julia should go first. Yes. That works for me. Uh, I've been Julia. You can find me on Twitter at the Crown Jules, J-U-L-E-S, with two underscores, as well as on the Wow Cool Discord, which would be linked in the Wow Cool Podcast Twitter account. I'm Jared, or J, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Pagliacci Proto J. You can also find me in the Gundam Discord. Um, this is my podcast now, though, so nice. <laughs> Ah, beans. Ah, I got taken over. Shoot. Just for this week. It's, you know, trading ownership. Okay, just for that's That's fine, yeah. Um, And I've been Max. You can go to Maxi Bajillion on Twitter to find me. In addition to this show, whose plug Julie already sharded out. Um, it sounded like you said sharded out. Sharded out. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I'm going to gloss over it. Go to Pot of Greek Cast on Twitter. Listen to my Yu-Gi-Oh show. We're starting season three of GX. I'm excited. I hear it's good. Um, you can go to Slappers Only Pod. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can go to SlappersOnlyPod.com or SlappersOnlyPod on Twitter to listen to my video game music show on podcast. We're talking about Splatoon 2. Next is going to be a good time. Woo me. Booyah. Um, hey, Julia, question for you. Hey, what's up? What's your robot of the week? Uh, Fido, the M101 Barrett scavenger drone from the Spearhead Squadron from the 86 anime. Uh, that is a good boy whom I love. Holy fuck. <laughs> You've been telling me to watch this damn show for quite some time. 80, yes, wait, 86? Out of, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. fuck yeah. I've heard it's really good things. Break. Please mm-hmm. watch it. It's so good. It's 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 so very much so a Gundam anime. In yeah, that, like, Absolutely. It's it's uh it's, it's on my watch list. I it's God. I'm probably gonna be the first thing I watch when I finish this. This thing <laughs> looks so cute. Fido's adorable. He's like a little box guy. Yeah. He um is unique amongst the other scavenger drones in that he's got a uh kind of more developed AI that mm. has happened over mm. the years because it's survived and so it's kind of grown alongside one of the other main characters. Mm. Very, very cool. Hell cool. yeah. I've heard 86 is like, with, if Attack on Titan had good politics. Yeah, no, that absolutely fucking checks out. Um, Hell yeah. And it's not like it's, the politics in the show are bad, but they're not like human world bad politics. <laughs> but, but, it, but it's not being written by someone Correct. who uses the politics. Correct. Good to know. <laughs> good to know. There's a distinction there. <laughs> Tremendous. Um, 
well. That will do it for us tonight. Thank you all for tuning in to yet another wonderful episode of this funny, silly Gundam show in which we say stupid shit. Uh, and what do we always say at the end of every episode? War is bad. <laughs> Come on. I think we should just leave it at that. We're steadily getting worse at it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Bye, everyone. See you, space new type. Bye. My voice cracked. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>